On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with Portland comedian Scott II about sexual identity and how it relates to self-image. We also discuss the importance of setting up healthy boundaries and some of the difficulties that come with doing so. Listen to The Smoke Break on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Welcome to The Smoke Break. Today is February 6th. I am your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Lindio. Hi. Taylor Barrett. Good morning. And our guest host, comedian Scott the Second. Hey, what's up? Excellent. Well, welcome to the smoke break. Every time that we start off, I like to ask the question, what are you excited for? So let's start off with that. Amanda Lindiel, what are you excited for? Oh man, I didn't know I was going to go first. Pressure. Um, I'm excited to go out of town. I have some out of town shows I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm featuring for Andrew Frank, who is a fantastic comedian. He also grew up very religious and sheltered. So we have a lot in common there. Uh, but I met him in Chicago. Actually, he was in the Midwest and then he moved to Seattle recently and it was like a Facebook post. Someone was like, I need a headliner and a feature for this show in Idaho. And he commented like I can headline. And I <laughs> replied to the comment. I was like, I'll be your feature. And then he messaged me and he's like, do you really want to? And I was like, yes. And he's like, okay, cool. And he like messaged them and got me booked on like a weekend of shows. So I'm really excited. He's also going to pay for me to give him some like comedy consulting advice on this project he's doing, which is wild to me that he wants yeah, my advice. Somebody, somebody that experience is, is coming to you. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. That's the 17th in Idaho of this month. And then the 18th and 19th being like Montana and uh, doing some shows over there too. So I'm excited to go out of town, do some featuring and open up for a comic I really respect and just kind of learn some new stuff. I don't know. It's going to be really awesome. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. Yeah. It's going to be exciting too that, you know, he asked you to teach him a little bit of stuff and like teaching is always a good exercise and, and seeing what you, you know, Resolidifying what you already know mm-hmm. and, and being like, okay, like, yes, this is something that I can pass on to multiple people. A lot of people uh, can benefit from this. I've told this person and this, even this higher up person can still benefit from this information. Yeah, they, yeah. they would say like a sign of mastery is like the ability to like teach it. And so the, the fact that somebody's like coming to you specifically for that, I feel like is a really good indication that you're, you're very talented and like skilled and capable of like sharing the knowledge and spreading it. Yeah. And giving him feedback on stuff and we'll be able to like go on a road trip and it's always more exciting when you're going on a road trip or a tour with people that you're like, I can't wait to pick your brain and like hang out with you. So I'm yeah. very stoked. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's see, Scott, are you, are you ready for uh, what are you excited for? I don't want to, I'll give you one more to, to get ready. Uh, I can, I can answer this. All right, what are you excited for? Um, I am excited for a few art projects that I, uh, have been working on. I, um, I'm trying to get back into crocheting and Ooh, nice. I, uh, have some, uh, materials coming in the, uh, the mail so I can re, uh, restart this project that I started a few years ago finish it off um and then i'm also finished this is the crocheting project yeah yeah. okay okay what's what's tell me a little bit about this project um so back when i was in college i uh, interned for a shoe company Hmm. um and whenever they would make uh mock-ups of their shoes i would like take the shoes and i would take the laces and i made like different things out of the laces like hats nice. scarves oh. things like that that's cool yes uh and i got some laces a few years ago and so 
I started a project and I set it aside and I was like, I, I want to finish this. So I have some more laces coming in so I can finish up this project. And then um, I also have uh, some sketches that I wrote that I'm trying to animate as well. Nice. So I'm excited to uh, yeah, go through that process and try to get those out into the world. Like yeah. animated as in like you're going to have it be like a cartoon or something like that? Or you're trying to just or get just... it out into the world so you can see it. Both. Both. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. I look forward to that as well. Yeah. yeah thanks, when, you, when you say getting them animated, do you have like an animator in mind? Like, yeah, I um, I can do animation. Like I took uh, a class, uh, an intro to animation class when I was in college. So I know the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, just have to make time for it. So yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. I think we were talking a little bit on the way here about uh, you you working on animation and and it's this three D animation, correct? Uh, you no. do, oh, you do a normal animation as well. Oh, yeah, God, I am. Um, so much. The class I took was a two D animation class, so I can do two D, but I'm trying to teach myself three D in my spare time, and I always get to a point where I'm just like. I have other things that are more important than this right now. So yeah, but yeah. no, that's that's I, I didn't know that you were already experienced in two D animation. I thought you were just trying to jump into three D, but you you actually already know what you're doing in one of these. And uh, enough, I know enough. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I I am a jack of all trades. Master of none. Master of none. We actually talked about that on one of the the last episodes, and and it's uh, it's it, it's it sounds like a phrase where you're like, oh, that's that's not a good thing, but it's like it's. It, I think Amanda was saying that it's better to be a jack of all trades. The the whole phrase is actually a jack of all trades, and a master of none, but a jack of all trades is is better than a master of one. Yes, I was that's, trying to remember the full uh, one. See, that's mm-hmm. where we that's a whole like, that's the whole phrase. Yeah, yeah. And that second half of that gets lost to time or mm-hmm. people that just want to talk shit about jack of all trade people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, 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 as somebody who's, you know, kind of multi-talented myself, I, I, I understand what it's like to feel like I'm not that good at this because I am not specialized in it. But I think that, you know, I'm, I, I would, I believe that I would be surprised by what you would show me. Cause I would be like, what this is the, you think that this is, I'm only kind of good at this cause I'm not specialized in this. You should check out my art Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. yeah. yeah, I have what's all the Instagram yeah, what's handle. Instagram? Put it on here. Oh, what was that? What's the Instagram handle so people can follow? Uh, Daft Haberdasher. Daft Haberdasher. That's a hell of a name. That's like fun to say. It is. Daft Haberdasher. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. I definitely I'll uh, I'll check that out. I look I look forward to it and uh, yeah, follow follow Scott on the socials. Taylor Barrett. Hi. Hey we haven't seen you for a minute. It's, mm-hmm. it's been a it's, it's been a wee bit. It's been a wee bit. We missed you. Um, I I missed you. Well, <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity for you to catch us up and let us know what you've been excited for. Uh, what's what's been going on? What's, well, uh, on the twenty second of January, uh, my daughter turned one, and Yay. that's Yay. been a blast. It's been it's been the craziest year that I could absolutely imagine. Some like absolute ups and downs very roller coaster esque maybe in a even a loopy loop in there or two yeah uh but it's it's crazy like it, it feels like the 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 nonsense is is over in, in my life kind of and i'm i'm definitely i'm obviously it's not ever going to be completely over but it's like i'm i'm at a point where i have a, a really good handle on it and i can kind of focus on 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 the, the things that matter and the the finality kind of of that feeling came 
on, on her birthday for sure. And I was, it, 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 it wrapped up that year very nicely for, for both of us, I think, you know, and like her, her mom was there. We were all, all had a good time just hanging out and like just absolutely celebrating our daughter. You know, it was, yeah, it, it was, yeah. there was no animosity. There was no like awkward pettiness from like anybody. It was just, yeah, it was you, you were there for her. It wasn't about you guys. It was about the person that you had created. It yeah, was, exactly. That, that was their day. It wasn't your day to figure out like, well, what about last week? Exactly. Yeah. And that's definitely something I've been pushing for even. And like, I, I can totally admit that I haven't been completely on that. You know, I, I falter plenty, but like, it's not, it was nice to see that like her and I are, are both there and that we're both able to just like participate lovingly in, in our daughter's life. And it was, it was a really cool thing. She's, it's crazy to see how smart she is and how just like capable she is of shit. Yeah. There's, there's, how much she's grown in just this last year. Yeah. It's wild. You know, she's like taking steps now and stuff. And that, like, there's, there's some things that, uh, like, like you, there's like lists of where kids are supposed to be at, what they're supposed to be able to do. And like, she doesn't exactly check all the boxes because she's so busy doing like other things. Yeah, like right. she, she was like technically like a couple weeks behind on her, on her like first step or something, but mm -hmm. that's, it's really ambiguous for like a, a, a but she's been running step. like crazy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but she just like chooses not to like, she'll take a step and then she'll be like, ah, I want to crawl and just like plop down. But then she'll crawl over to something and like, f like puzzle it out and like figure it out. And I'm like, this is like, this is, this feels backwards you know? yeah. and it's, it's crazy to just like, yeah, being, being a dad's a really weird experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're able to, um, that you're able to celebrate something like that. Cause I mean, like my birthday is exciting enough, but like if I had a human that I created with somebody and we got to, you know, celebrate them, you know, not just making it another year, but just kind of be being another year closer to, you know, like a, the full experience of, of like, Hey, like we helped create this person and they're going to experience Experience the world because of the way that we've brought them up like the things that we've taught them like that's that's i can't imagine how exciting that is yeah it, it, it's wild seeing like my own dna it, like ex have its own experiences i guess you know what i mean it's yeah. like watching her just have her own experiences is is so fulfilling and like it's it's the most bizarre form of fulfilling too because like I'm not experiencing it. You know, I'm not getting anything out of this other than watching somebody else do, like experience it. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. grow up fast. I work with kids and it's like every day I'm like, wait, what? Like that new milestones. Like how did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. real. They surprise me all the time. Yeah. No, hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. That's, that's super cool. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to make it to her birthday. Oh, it was, it was a small thing. It was, it was like me roommates, uh, her mom and then my dad. And, yeah. And, and, and she cool. drinks and I don't. So it's just, it ends up being this really just, I feel out of place. Uh, what are you excited for Zane? Hey, Hey, what am I excited for? Let's see. I have two shows next week. I have my release party. That's yeah. something I'm super excited for. I've never, I've, I've never released an EP or an album, um, so I've never had an album release party. Um, I also fucking hate parties. <laughs> That's uh, true. I hate it. I do. I do. I having a party means that I have to invite people to my party, and inviting people to my party means that either people are going to say 
they have the potential to either say no or they have the potential to say yes and then not show up. And uh, there's nothing. I, I, I saw an old lady at a restaurant one time. Did you invite her to your album release party? I invited her okay, to my okay. album release party. <laughs> uh, she was she was sitting by herself at this super big table. It was like a 30 top or whatever. And I was like, hey, how's it going? She's just like, oh, my friends are coming for my birthday. Oh, and I'm like, wow. Uh, oh, nobody showed up. No, it was just this. I hate it. Oh, my God. Yeah, it oh. fucking. And I was just like, I'm never having a party oh. ever again you ain't gonna catch me out here that makes right. me sad that oh, is so dude, it, sad I was, oh my god we'll I, go back in time and give her a hug i wish i could it, it's it's <laughs> shit like that you know and it's it's but the thing is is that the right people show up you know and if you focus on the fact that not everybody showed up you're going to neglect the people who did show up so yeah. it's uh it's it's in my eyes it's an opportunity to just be grateful for the people who are going to make it out there you know i i did send out some invites i did get some people who just fucking blew me off and didn't even it didn't read it read it and didn't fucking respond yeah there's going to be those people um and something else i've been thinking a lot about too is like i have like you know really bad like rejection dysphoria where i'm just like i'm getting rejected without even being rejected um was like i would send out these things and i'd be like oh hey do, do you want to come and then they wouldn't respond and i'm like this is going to destroy me and then like i forget that i sent it out to people you know what i mean like so i like i have it built up in my mind like oh this is really gonna hurt and then i forget that I even sense some of these people things like I'm not even hurt by I don't even remember who I think I'm hurt by people show up and you're like oh yeah right. oh shit oh yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. like the numbers start to roll in and like some people some people that didn't even reply show up sometimes exactly. and you're like wait what I thought you weren't gonna do that exactly. the, the, the presumed protection will fuck you up yeah absolutely absolutely so I, I think all you can really do is just put yourself out there uh, and, and give people opportunity to give people an opportunity to say yes you know instead of thinking an offer is an opportunity for say for someone to say no it might be an opportunity for them to also say yes so i'm excited for the album release party and then i have another show with shady pines next saturday so i don't think we have a smoke break uh surprise guys uh oh, okay. that's a surprise for our listeners and for the people who are on the show uh, the smoke break could just be the the broadcast of that oh, oh yeah oh, i'm gonna be there so uh i don't know what you guys are doing well also it airs at a different time than we record it so we might be able to oh yeah to, that's true. to, to weasel that around true. that a little that's bit. true smart good thinking taylor yeah. can you tell everyone about your album release party when and where yes yes yeah. very How important do we do that? Uh, if we want to go check that out it's going to be at the big legrowski's on february 9th um and Wednesday? i used to run an open mic at big legrowski's and we used to have the smoke break run out of big legrowski's Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's kind of, it's a full circle. It's a fucking trip. It's, we're back at home base. We're mm-hmm. back at home base, man. It's uh, this, it's kind of like that finality of like, all right, we're circling back to, to where we started or where we restarted. Yeah. 2022 is the year of like, you know, everybody starting a new book. Everyone talks about like these new chapters starting and stuff, but like 2022 has like such a, a feeling of like fi- finality behind it that like, it feels like a whole new book for everybody. Yeah. And it's like, we're, we're making shit happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So looking forward to that. I look forward to seeing some of you there. Um, but other than that, we are going to take a real quick commercial break and we will be right back with the smoke break. We are here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. Hey, I got an idea. Let's explore the most iconic soundtracks of all time. What's some different topics every week with the music taking center stage? Let's listen. Video game music. Every Sunday, 3 p.m. On Shady Pines Radio. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. 
I am your host, your old pal Zane, here with the mandolin deal. Hello. Taylor Barrett. Greetings. And our guest host, Scott the Second. Hey, what's up? Excellent. So on the smoke break, we like to talk about mental health. And mm-hmm. on this week, I feel like it's an interesting opportunity uh, because your old pal Zane just came out as bi. It's actually pew pew pew. Um, <laughs> Wait, would you do it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, would, would you would, would you enlighten our listeners as to how you uh, told your mom? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So my mom uh, sent me a message and she was like, "Hey, read this thing about the Greek god Hermes." And I was just like, "This is probably really stupid." Uh, <laughs> I just did. I just assumed logical bullshit. Yeah, I was like, "This is probably bullshit." Uh, and I was actually like reading a lot of it, and there was a lot of similarities. And uh, I was like, "Wow, yeah, it's lip actually, ring." Yeah, a lip ring. <laughs> an afro was fucking nuts, dude. Some Nikes um, with wings on them. Uh, and so I, you know, I read this and I he, they it just had made mention of him being bisexual and there's just you know I guess I had just kind of gotten to a point where it was like I had seen enough things where I was like this is lining up and like we used to have a show called Synchronous with me you mm-hmm. know and it was, was kind of one of those things where it's just like everything is lined up enough times that it's just like hmm I guess I don't know I should at least consider it as a possibility say it out loud and if I'm wrong then fucking I'll just backpedal uh, I'll be like I said I think I'm bi <laughs> um, <laughs> so I uh, you know I, I, my mom had also sent me right after that a uh, <laughs> it was like the history History of puns, um, and there was a picture of a dog in a hot dog costume, and so, unrelated but still important. Unrelated yeah. but still important. Mm-hmm. She'd sent me both of them, and I uh, had sent her a message at you know five in the fucking morning. I was just like, oh man, that's super crazy. Because after I'd read that Hermes thing, I was like, that's like I was going into it thinking I was going to get nothing out of it, and I'd actually just gotten a lot of out of, out of it. Because just talking about how he's a communicator, how he like helps souls uh, transition, and how it was like they make good therapists, and I was like, this is fucking really weird. The parallels were bizarre. You the told par- us some of them. were fucking like, weird. What? And uh, so I sent her a message. I was like, hey, that's actually a really big trip. The similarities are fucking, you know, crazy. Um, you know, also, I'm not talking about the dog in the hot dog costume. Um, and then I told her, I said, <laughs> hot dog reminds the me hot me. dog dog. Yeah, the hot dog. Yeah, so I really see myself a lot in that uh, that article. Which one? I, I'm definitely a dog wearing a hot dog yeah. costume. We're, we're all, we're all <laughs> hot dogs in hot dog costumes. Um, and so I was just like, hey, uh, also, I think I'm by racial. <laughs> got and, her. Uh, got her. And then I was like, I don't know why I'm deflecting. I think I mean bisexual. Uh, I know I mean bi- bisexual. <laughs> and uh, then she sent me a message. And then she, I never said what she said. Uh, and it was, you know, something about I love you or, you know, <laughs> get out of my house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which you're was lesbian really mom. You're dead to me. <laughs> which was really weird because, yeah, my, she's a lesbian. And I was like, oh, she's biphobic, I guess. She's like, two uh, girls, but two men? I don't think so. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah, it's very. <laughs> so, wait, is Hermes bi? Bisexual, then? Yeah. I did not know that. Neither did I. Yeah, neither did I. Neither oh, did I. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it, so he had had, he was, his lover was Aphrodite, and then they have the uh, child Hermaphrodite. Which I realize is a Holy combination. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, of the two names. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were saying that, you know, Hermaphrodite was like representative of his bisexual nature. And I was just like, wait, is he bisexual? So then I went and looked it up and it was like, uh, he had uh, girlfriends, and then he had boyfriends. And I was like, huh, did not. Did not know that. Uh, so well, I, I love the way that ancient Greece and like the mythology behind it and e- even just the culture, uh, like, uh, 
they were very casual about their sexuality to the point where they like people were comfortable about it. It wasn't like, oh, you you slept with a dude and like a red alarm started going off. Yeah. It was just like, oh, word, that's what you felt like doing tonight. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Just fist bump. Yeah, exactly. You got laid. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just as toxic, but in a different direction. Yeah, they're still uh, macho bros, but yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> they're cool. Bros before bros, am I right? Like, bros before bros. What does that mean? No <laughs> but like, wait, wait, which one? Am I the bro or the bro? Yeah. <laughs> How many O's? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I came to that realization, and uh, you know, after reading that, I told my mom, and you know, I kind of just it was it was something that I brought up to uh, Josh and Taylor at one point. Um, I was just kind of like, hey, I think I'm bi, and I had said it out loud, and I was just like, I don't think. I'm like, if it's not true, then I would rather say it to people who I'm comfortable with. And if I decide against it, then I'll just be like, uh, just kidding, right, guys? Let's play video games and not talk about it. Um, <laughs> but it was something that like I, I, I had said and I never really felt like I needed to take back. So I was like, hey, well, I guess I'll just fucking, you know, say it out loud. Just and roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting experience. But there was, a, there was a, definitely a lot of mental health, uh, you know, hurdles and stuff that like I guess I went through just within like the last 30 years mm -hmm. of just having like insecurities where it was like you know I was I was worried that people thought I was gay and I think it was because it was that wasn't representative it wasn't actually representative of me it's not because I thought there was anything wrong with that it was because it felt inaccurate mm, right, you know right, it was right. like it's like that's that's not who I am so I there's it's there's so much that kind of just goes into identity you know the way that you see yourself and the way that the world sees you you want them to match up and when they don't match up you almost get like resentful at the world and you're just like no the problem's them and it's just like no the problem's that i don't accept me not that they don't look at me the way i want them to well i, I think that males that struggle with bisexuality are like get the shortest end of the stick from the, from gay being used as an insult because it's yeah. so oh, yeah. confusing. Just grow up with it as just like, what are you? And it's like, yeah. it's like well, yeah. now men, I can't be that because bad. Men are allowed yeah. to be like feminine or sensitive or just not like gross macho men without being like thought of differently or bullied in some way, which is fucking stupid. And yeah. I'm bisexual. And like when I came, I was like, yeah, cool, tight chicks on chicks. Nice. I'm like, what? Which is yeah. super dumb. But I understand like, I have a lot of like, uh, my ex-boyfriend like came out to me and was like worried about it. And I'm like, that's hot. Me too. Like, I don't <laughs> care, yeah. but it's a, probably a lot scarier for like men to come out as gay or bisexual, especially to their male friends. If depending mm -hmm. on like what kind of company they keep, yeah, you yeah. know, cause you can have a dude that's like, Oh, well, we're not gonna play video games anymore. We can try and do make out with me. Exactly. It's like, no, I'm not. And on, and, that was, and that was like a lot of like my worries is that it yeah. was just like I already felt like I was isolated as like as like a race entity, you know, where it was like I already feel, you know, like I don't fit like I'm too white for the black kids, too white for the black. I felt like I was more afraid of like too straight for the gays, too gays for this. You know, I'm like, this is just going to be another layer of. Well, I'm I still, mean, as you're like, a That's gay man, yeah. Uh, most gay men want the too straight thing. A lot of gay men buy into the whole like yeah. toxic masculinity mm -hmm. stuff. So sure, sure. It would have sure. been fine. Right, right, right. But I mean, there was there was I just feel like there you're was... too wholesome to participate in that shit, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I I guess it was just there was there was all these insecurities of like the way that it was going to be viewed, and another big one is just the way it's fucking viewed in like the hip hop community. Yeah. I fucking hate it, dude. Yeah. 
hip hop yeah. is like somebody had sent me some music and was just like, hey, how do you feel about my music? And I was just like, I like it, uh, but it's just super homophobic. But I didn't say that because I was a fucking coward because it was just like, what am I going to do? Address all of hip hop and how it's gay? Who am I? Macklemore? You know what I mean? <laughs> like how it's homophobic? Like it, it, it's... Well, and the fear of being cringy holds people back from from addressing really important topics too because like, well, I don't want to be like Macklemore. It's like, you don't need to be like Macklemore to be like, hey, that's like being homophobic isn't cool. Yeah, it's not. And people need to hear it, I think. It's like things just keep happening unless someone says, like, well, that's not really cool. Like, we don't do that anymore. Like, is that how you really feel? Is that how you want to be? You want to, like, have this stance that's, like, part of your identity? Why does that matter to you? Mm -hmm. Why do you fucking Um, care? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, you you were somebody who helped me, I guess, like, just ask the questions of like, why does this bother me? You know, like why, why do I associate being called gay or being seen as feminine as a bad thing? If like my mom's gay and I don't think that it's bad that she's gay and I love and respect women and being feminine isn't a bad thing, but it is in reference to me. You know what I mean? Like there was, yeah, it gets weird. There was a lot that like you helped me understand, like it made me ask those questions that it's like, why do I, why do I think that this is why, even if people are saying this, why do I think it's a bad thing? Yeah, you know? well, you have to like ask yourself because we're trained a lot of, in a lot of dumb ways, and sometimes something is just like everyone around me felt this way, and you grew up in like very gross, toxic, white, oh, yeah. rural America. So I mean, I'm sure being gay and also just not being white with things that people would you know yeah. harass you about. So those, I, I fucking alienate myself more. And one of say. those things you can hide. You can hide your sexuality, or you can be scared about it, or scared to explore it, or think about it because you don't want to be perceived I a certain being way. Black pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your, your afro? afro really yeah. hides. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you're making it sound like everybody knew except for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, that's that's definitely a really good way of of kind of framing it. Is just like you know, there's there's only so much uh, of myself that like I can I can protect, you know, and if I, I can't protect the black part, so you know, I can you know protect uh, you know maybe the sexual hide away identity other layers. Part. Yeah. yeah, hide away other layers. Well, I personally like uh, making people uncomfortable. So I have no problem with that. But, oh yeah, but I'm but we're different. It's that my way. biggest fear. You're terrified of people not liking you. I'm like, you don't like me, suck my dick. Yeah, like, no, I love that. F- I live for that. I it's get, like I, it, yeah. <laughs> I hate the the thought. I hate making people uncomfortable because I fucking hate being uncomfortable. So it's like the thought of intentionally. But what are they uncomfortable the, about? If they're I mean, uncomfortable yeah. something that doesn't matter, then fuck them. But I wouldn't like make someone uncomfortable just to be a bully. Yeah, but if I'm threshold. me and that makes them uncomfortable, I'm gonna be me even more because they need to fucking get over it. If someone's like putting yeah. themselves in a situation where they're like clearly talking loudly in and that's just kind of a metaphor like talking loudly I just mean like making themselves way too apparent and they're perpetuating absolute fucking nonsense then they're they're kind of asking to be called out thinking that they're ready yeah. for it I think I think in those situations definitely like there's there's definitely there needs to be more talk so that way it's not a, such a taboo thing it's the only the reason why it's weird to talk about is because everybody keeps saying it's weird to talk about and continues to not talk about people it. should be more uncomfortable being homophobic than they should be calling out homophobia yeah yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, I want to hear what. Yeah, I was gonna say, say yeah, yeah, Scott, please. We we invite we invited I invited you. I wanna I wanna know. I've I've shared my thoughts, my experience a little bit. Oh no no no. Um no, I I totally understand why you were having difficulty like coming to grips with that. A lot of our culture is just steeped in such you know toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and this notion of like 
there's only one way to be a man and mm-hmm. you can't express your emotions and you, you know. Sensitivity is feminine, period. Yeah, sensitivity mm-hmm. is feminine. Emotions. And Unless it's anger, that's manly and that's fine. Yeah, which is very <laughs> strange. If you're sensitive yeah. in any way besides anger, then it's feminine, but anger is strictly masculine. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, I have known that I've been gay since I was like 11, but mm-hmm. I, I'm black and my parents weren't really religious but they came from like religious families themselves Mm -hmm. and so i never told them because i just not until like i I didn't tell my mom until i was like 19 and it was like the second semester of my freshman year of college and i didn't tell my dad until recently Mm. but um i kind of like kept it in for so long because I remember just them making a lot of homo- homophobic remarks when I was mm-hmm. like younger. Yeah. And I remember uh, just them freaking out like if I wanted to play with a Barbie doll or something like that mm-hmm. when I was like a kid. And so... They were like off your list of people to tell. Yeah. Cause, and it's like parents don't really seem to understand that it's like what you do like when you're raising your kids they'll remember that uh, sorry no, keep going. they'll remember that and it will um it'll impact the way that they that they they feel towards you and like how comfortable they feel like coming to you about you know whatever issues they're going through and I just I didn't feel comfortable telling them because I'm like you've made it very apparent for the past mm-hmm. like yeah. 18 years of my life that you don't really like gay. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you that. But yeah. it's like, did they really feel that way? Did their parents make them feel that way? Because sometimes people yeah. don't even realize was that. Was it just vocabulary yeah. even? Like, when they yeah. unpack it, they're like, do I feel that way? Or someone just told me that that was bad. So now I have to tell my kids that's bad. When the reality is, is like, is that even bad? Well, and like the, 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 the disconnect between the experience that you're having and the understanding that parents are going to have is always going to be really, really strange. And then when you add a layer of shit that they're like not understanding about that, they've never experienced it, that they are arguably like super against it's, it's, it, it, it creates like a weird separation. My, my brother who was assigned female at birth, uh, the very, very recently is transitioning in, into my brother and I was asking to be referred to as Tate and pretty much everybody's cool with that. But when my mom got presented the papers to officially change their name on, on like, like the school system and everything, my mom like broke down crying and was like, what's wrong with society? And it was like, yeah, and, society's fault that your brother is trans or something. Yeah. Like, and, sad. and they were, they were trying to say, my, my mom was saying that, if she signed the paper, then she wouldn't have a daughter anymore. And I was like, no, you like, you don't have a daughter anymore. You, you already did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're just refusing to acknowledge your other son. And that's, that's absolutely detrimental. And so like what you're describing of like checking people off of like to like your list to tell, because you're, you're like, my, my brother's not, not going to be able to turn to my mom anymore because mm-hmm. they don't, they don't trust their, their response to it. If my, if me existing makes you break down crying like that, questioning society, how the hell am I going to tell you my personal shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm not excited to talk to my dad. Uh, that'll be. Oh, a, I met your dad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want to meet your dad. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm he's curious. Funny. He's he's funny. He's uh, funny. No, he said some shit when we were there. I was just like, what? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he was just like, oh, you know, we have we have gays in the family. We let them come eat with us. And we I let was like, them oh. like hang out. It was the way it was yeah, said. I was, I was like, what? Oh yeah, it was just like we. I was like, oh, pull yeah. up a bowl. We, we do them this huge the favor f- by letting them eat at the table. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus it was Christ. so cringy. I was I mean, I had to go eat out of a trough when I was growing up, so I mean... Yeah, maybe I'm being ungrateful, Scott. 
<laughs> no, but yeah, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, your, your dad might have a better response than you think. Um, I never, I was planning on telling my dad maybe a year after I told my mom, but um, I didn't. My mom kind of persuaded me not to. Mm-hmm. Um, That's rough. I, I feel like that would be kind of defeating. It, it was, and it kind of upset me, but I get where she was coming from. Like to protect your kind of emotions, I guess. It was kind of to protect me a little bit. Um, for a while, my dad is like a functional alcoholic. I don't think he drinks as much anymore, but when I was uh, in college, he was, and my mom was like, well, you know, your dad drinks and there's guns in the house and stuff oh like that. God. So it was kind of like this That's whole... Scary, dude. I'm so sorry. That but shouldn't be a conversation. My, my dad has never, to be fair, my dad has never done anything like physically aggressive or hostile towards me. Um, there's only been one instance that I can think of, but it was he like pushed me when I was uh, 12 and it was because I used to like walk around when I was a kid like five six stuff like that all the way up to like puberty and just like a t-shirt and underwear it's just I'm mm. in the house I'm a kid yeah, like I'm chilling I'm, yeah whatever but and I was doing that when I was 12 mm. but I was hitting puberty and I was much more effeminate when I was younger and so I feel like it was again like this whole this is what girls do and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so that was the only time he's he, he was drunk when he did it that was the only time he ever got like physically aggressive towards yeah. me but my mom just she feared for like the safety and stuff like that so i told him recently and he doesn't he didn't care mm-hmm. he like oh. it didn't face him i feel like it's something that my family has known for a while but i've never sure. just fully outright told them mm-hmm. yeah. and i've reached the point now where it's like i'm in my 30s i don't give a fuck yeah, I'm yeah. Going who, to who just... am i keeping this a secret for or from exactly you know? like what and yeah, that's no, definitely. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I think that's really interesting that you were, that that was a conversation that you had recently. Cause I, as far as I knew, like I've just known you as Scott the second, I've seen your comedy, uh, and it is not closeted at all. No, uh, <laughs> it's it's, great. I love it. I love it. I love it too. Mm-hmm. I that show in Camus and there's some people laughing, but the dudes with the crossed arms, I was like, yes, yeah, bitch. That's yeah. not even about pissing people off. Amanda, and Amanda's, I went in and said some that. nasty shit. They're too. revealing themselves <laughs> yeah. as homophobic though. Like, I, I, th- yeah, that, telling on yourself. Those bitch. are the people that should be getting called out. You know? Exactly, and that's why I do the, my comedy the way that I do it because mm-hmm. it's like you're going to tell on yourself yep. if you're yeah. homophobic and you have an issue, and yeah. it's like if you have an issue, you need to sit with yourself and be like, why does it bother? bother me? Me? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I that that's. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for having that conversation. No, I think, no, absolutely. I think that that's, it's as somebody who just had to, to have that conversation and, and in small ways am still having that conversation with people who are just like, wait, so were you joking? And I'm just like, I'm always joking, but I'm not kidding. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, and it's somebody, you know, it took me like 30 years to be like, you know, this is, this is obviously something that like has at least crossed my mind at least once, you know? And it was, it was more honestly and before we wrap this up I do want to say this so what it like happened is I had had this friend who like would say like I guess uh, they would like I guess they would get drunk and they would hit on me and I would be like Hey man, like I'm not interested, you know, like I'm, this isn't, this isn't for me. And then the next day they'd be like, I didn't do that. So then they would gaslight me. So Mm. I started doing this like super crazy making thing where I'm just like, 
hey, but you're doing this thing, but then you're denying it, and now you're saying that it's my fault, but, like, when they you're drunk like that. They got some issues to yeah. work through. Dude, Holy and shit. And it, like, super fucked me in the head, so, like, I finally, you know, they kept saying it, like, no, you're good, you're good, you know, I'm just like, no, I'm not, like, leave me alone. And I finally was like, fine, okay, fuck it, you know, I was like, I don't think I'm gay, I like women, but, like, maybe I'm bi, so fuck it. So finally, I was just like, so, what, what are we doing this? And he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. So mm-hmm. he just totally threw me under the bus, and I was like, uh, okay, well, that's fucking awkward. So then I went to my mom, and I was just like, hey mom uh i i I think i'm gay and she's like Mm -hmm. i don't think you're gay Uh, and i was like like, well uh i wish you would have told me that before i just told my fucking friend that over here (laughs) and uh and and i guess it was because she had said that i i guess i just completely threw it out you know i was just like i don't you know and then and then i went to go watch gay porn and i was like oh wow this is not (laughs) this is not what i i don't know what i expected but this is not and that's where you know i like figured out like there's a preference for women but there's there's still that attraction there and so I was like, I was very fucking confused. And I was just like, I was like, this person's lying to me. My lesbian mom says I'm not. And I was like, there was just so much fucking confusion that it like took me until recently that I was just like, all right, fuck that person. They're crazy. They have shit to work through. My mom was just trying to make me feel better. Uh, and I don't think she understood what she was telling me. I think the word you said was re- the word preference is really important because I think that gets lost on pansexuality and bisexuality a lot. Mm-hmm. You, you can be bisexual and pansexual or literally anything with preference preference you might and it's always okay to question your your previously determined preferences as long as you're honest with yourself and the people and like the people that that you're experiencing this with Mm -hmm. like uh, and you know kudos to you guys for like having a come out moment i don't feel like like i I identify as like pansexual but i don't i don't i never really came out i just kind of told people in my circle and now people everyone in my circle i feel like kind of knows yeah which also i think is just as fucking respectable like who else do you who else needs to know yeah, you exactly. know what i mean like that's yeah, don't i don't want to make it respectable you know I, yeah, I, I, yeah. not to say that coming out is ever respectable i just don't i i, I that's yeah, not that's, a way that i want the to only do people it. who need the only people who need this information are the people who i would be sleeping with so you know what <laughs> or i mean know, like, or know or know intimately about my experiences about it you know yeah exactly like that's who, who i sleep with that means nothing to anybody other than the people I'm sleeping with. Like that yeah. doesn't fucking mean shit, you know, like my fucking friends, my family, it doesn't matter, you know? So I respect you for making the choice that you've also made. Scott. No, yeah, yeah. Um, I get that. Yeah. Um, I understand only wanting to tell to pe- the people that are important to you, but I do think that it is, uh, important to own your truth yeah. Absolutely. and be open with your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, we are confronted with so much heteronormative uh, imagery mm-hmm. when, like, from the time that we're children, just throughout our entire lives, that, like, I think it's very important to just be open and out with your truth just so that people understand yeah. there's nothing wrong with you yeah, if true. you mm-hmm. are not heterosexual it's perfectly normal it's we've been this way since the beginning of time yeah yeah and it's just it's okay oh uh, 100% I was scared to come out as bisexual because I was bullied by a lot of people thinking I was gay because me and my best friend were like it was just us and we were kind of like tomboys and tough chicks Mm -hmm. so I was like well if I you know am I gay or like if I say I'm bisexual it's like all my middle school friends gonna be like I fucking knew it dude yeah exactly you knew it then I had to be like okay what do I think regardless of everyone else like I'm attracted to both men and women they've only dated men 
which is unfortunate. I'll be honest. I'm scared to date women because I feel like it would, oh, work, happy, yeah. it would go really well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to avoid happiness. Uh, but I, I understand that those are both parts of me and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And just because, you know, people made me feel bad for being myself when I was a kid doesn't mean as an adult, I need to like hide it or not. That's why I'm open with it. It's just to be like, I, I know who I am. Well, yep. I, I honestly, for me, I think it's, it's just like, me, I feel like me saying something is like, it's, it allows like the people who grew up like me, like, because I, I tell people about mental illness and my addiction because I see how much relief it brings to them to, to know that they're not alone, you know? And for me, it was like, if there's another area where I can provide that same, you know, Hey, I thought it was just me to somebody. Like I want to be able to do that in as many areas as possible. Well, it's like the job of the, my friend told me this and I love this quote. He said, it's the job of the artist to be their true authentic self. So other people know that it's okay. So like be, be yourself exactly who you are and don't worry about anyone else because chances are there's going to be one person that's like, Oh shit. Like I look up to you so much just because you say whatever you want, because you are who you are and you're not scared of hiding that from people. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So this has been an awesome conversation. I couldn't think of having it uh, with a better group of people. I appreciate you guys. Um, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, but we will be right back with the smoke break. We are on Shady Pines every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines. Yeah, okie doke. We'll be back. Slop <laughs> with DJ Larrabee on Fridays at seven p.m. Friends of Slop, Pop, Vaporwave, Art Rock, yes, Indie. Rap, punk, Bob James. Hell yes. It makes more sense once you try it. Or does it? A variety show with theme nights, deep dives, earworms, Nebraskans, and vinyl crackle. I think you're going to like it where I'm going to take you. A two-hour mixtape made lovingly for you. It's Friends of Slop on Fridays at 7 on ShadyPinesRadio.com. And we are back with the smoke break. We are here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Deal. Hello. Taylor Barrett. Hola. And our guest host this week, Scott Seconds. Hey. So we are going to talk a little bit about boundaries, which is something that I've wanted to uh, talk about for a while. But Scott, uh, go ahead and, and give us, I guess, what, what, what do boundaries mean to you and how are you trying to implement them? Um, well, that's really good question. So, uh, good at <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. good you, you've been doing this. You know what you're doing. You. Um, no, yeah. So boundaries to me are, uh, pretty much just the rules of engagement for, you know, how people are supposed to engage with you, approach you, talk to you, all that. Um, and just making sure that if someone breaks those rules, you let them know. And mm-hmm. uh, if they keep breaking those rules, yeah. then you have enough respect for yourself that you say, this is not a person that I am going to engage with because they don't respect me and my boundaries. Yeah. And just real quick, I just want to say this is I think the, one of the most important parts about that is that if they keep disrespecting those boundaries, because Boundaries, if you don't establish them, people may not realize that they're too much, that they're being too much. Mm-hmm. If you don't say, hey, don't call me at two o'clock, somebody does and somebody calls you at two o'clock, then, you know, they don't know that they've broken a rule because you haven't spoken it. But mm-hmm. once you have spoken that rule, then it is your responsibility to respect what that person has asked of you. Exactly. And um, just even setting boundaries is a very difficult thing to do because 
it uh you don't want to like upset people mm-hmm. you don't want people to be mad at you yeah. and um you don't want to kind of maybe mess up a relationship that you already have yeah. and uh you kind of just have to realize that if someone is worthy of your time they will respect your boundaries yeah. and they will respect you know whatever r- rules you give them yeah and something that i saw recently was just kind of like the idea that like somebody setting boundaries with you is their attempt to keep you in their life yes you know like me saying like, hey i can't have you treating me like this is me saying I want you in my life but it can't be under these abusive uh, mm-hmm. under this abusive context yeah it's tough I recently today had to like set a boundary with someone it's someone that I knew back in Chicago we were never like super close but last time they messaged me it was just like how are you and then I was like I'm fine how are you and then they told me they're having a tough time asked if I could send them some money and I was like yeah sure you know I get it times are tough mm-hmm. but then the last two times they reached out to me it's like how are you and then instantly like so can I borrow some money and now mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't like being a greedy person I'm like obnoxiously generous whenever mm-hmm. I have money I give it but I like felt anxious when I saw that person message me this morning because I was like, they're going to ask me for more money. Mm-hmm. Like I just knew that. And I was like, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm maybe I'm just worried about that. So I tried to have a conversation and instantly it's like, it wasn't even a conversation of depth about like how I'm doing. It was just asking for, for more help. Yeah. That was the barrier to get to yeah. the money for them. So then yeah. I just had to be like, Hey, I'm not really positioned to like help a lot. I've also been lending money to people and not everyone has been, I've been lending can pay me back. And I'm just like at a point where I kind of need to like set a boundary that I don't think I can help you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's fair. Thanks for helping me before. And I'm like, all right, cool. I hope that that's, mm-hmm. but it was so hard to say that. Cause it's not like they were asked me for a bunch of money, but mm-hmm. it also was just becoming this pattern of like, the only reason you're reaching out to me is to ask for money. And this feels very one-sided because I don't even think you really care how I'm doing because you're not really asking, you know? Yeah. So, well, and I hated it. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. I, was, yeah. I even later was like, maybe I should just send them like 25 bucks just because yeah. I feel bad. But it's like, but then I'm not really, then I'm, then I'm going back on my own boundaries and then it lets this person know that like, I'm not really setting a, I'm not really drawing a line so then they can keep crossing it because I'm like, here's a line, but n- never mind. I feel bad. Then th- that's confusing for them too but it doesn't feel good. Sometimes yeah. boundaries suck. Well, I, I, <laughs> Honestly. They do. They yeah. do sometimes. I think that, and we might've even talked about this before, but it's just like, when you start setting boundaries, you are like overly aggressive about it. Mm. Um, and it's, it's because you don't know what to do initially. You know, it's because you spent so much time just allowing people to almost walk all over you that yeah. like, now that you're standing up for yourself, it's the uh, hundred, you know, it's you a complete, a little intense. Maybe exactly. You come off is intense and it's unintentionally because it's like you don't know how to say hey respect me without being like respect me yeah this this resonates a lot with me like uh i was always the youngest one in the group by far like i still am and uh like i so i was always just behind a little bit you know in maturity and and into like like whatever i was always just like behind a little bit and i kind of had to accept that and uh now i feel like i'm pretty advanced because of that so i was because i was playing a lot of catch up but it's like the the people pleasing desperation that came from that made it really really made me really really bad at setting boundaries because I was just used to being like if if I saw if if I thought something and somebody else saw thought something different then I was probably wrong just because I was younger and dumber and whatever mm-hmm. and so now establishing the boundary of like respect is I'm, I'm very bad at it because like like you said it comes off as like aggressive and like harsh and immediate instead yeah. of it, instead of it being like hey you know maybe we shouldn't do it I'm just like nope I can't I'm going full panic yeah, I mode I, nope you can't treat me like this I'm not gonna allow it I've got to shut it off as fast as possible and I think part of that is 
just it triggering old scars. You know what I mean? I think that's what a lot of people are in the same boat is it just like that it becomes difficult because I'm so used to people responding to it with gaslighting or manipulation or some shit that I'm, it's difficult for me to do that in a way that I can expect results from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, I was going to say that like, yeah, sometimes when setting boundaries, it can seem very aggressive and it can seem like you're kind of, uh, maybe going overboard, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if people, if people genuinely care about you and respect you, they'll understand, Hey, maybe I triggered some Mm -hmm. old wounds or something like that. That's where this is coming from. It has less to do with me and more to do with them and how they've been allowing people to treat them. People being soft with me when I react poorly like that has helped me break out of that a lot more. Instead of responding harshly to me like that. I think, you know, I, I had like a, a lot of issues with, you know, setting boundaries where it was like, you know, I had that passive aggressive friend and it's just like, I got it into my head that like, Oh, if people are, like this it's just it's either what I deserve or like so I've just had a hard time being like no I can't have this and when I started setting boundaries when I would see people do that I would be like hey this seems weird uh can you at least tell me that it's weird and they would be like oh no 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 so I realized they they and then they would make it my problem they'd be like oh well you're being insecure and you're trying to set these maps so it's like I've realized that like it's not the me setting boundaries is the problem. It's that me surrounding myself with people who don't respect my boundaries mm-hmm. is the problem. Yep, that's yeah. the issue. And that gets very blurry too. Cause you're like, well, I, I chose these people, you know, like why, what's, it must be something wrong with me. And mm-hmm. that, that, that mindset is really, really bad because like if you, if, if you set boundaries, it's going to weed people out and it might not weed out all the people you think it's going to, and it might weed out some people you thought it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to get weird, but you have to be like accepting of the fact that you, to respect yourself enough, like you said, to like create and establish and then like uphold your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, I definitely believe that people treat you exactly how you let them. And that was something that took me a while to realize that too. Um, so sometimes you do have friends that, you know, you think respect you and your boundaries, but you're kind of allowing them to do whatever they want, but you haven't really told them otherwise. Exactly. And if they get upset by that, they're not really your friend. And yes. if yeah. they're able to listen, then, then they know they need to maybe work on that too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think it can be difficult sometimes if you just let friendships and relationships go on for so long without really firmly setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. It can be very difficult after yeah, you know, allowed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone you're close to, you're like, I never told this before, but wow, does it bother me when you do this? And yeah. they're like, I do it all the time. And you're like, yeah, I, I yeah. get bothered by you a lot. I guess I never told you that. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, my two best friends uh, back on the East Coast, I had to like set a boundary with them recently because I noticed that like whenever we would get on the phone and just have like conversations it sometimes would go well but it would usually just devolve into like us taking pot shots at each other and sniping each other and attacking each other and I was just like not okay with that Mm. anymore and I had to just set a boundary of like I'll talk to each of you separately Mm. but we're not talking to each other like at the same time the three of us together it just wasn't good for me mm-hmm. and they understood that and they were like cool we'll just do separate conversations from here on out until you feel like you're in a place where we can all be on the phone together again and mm-hmm. it, it was difficult to say that because like I've known one of them since I was 16 and the mm-hmm. other one since I was like 23 so it's been over 10 years with each one of them but the fact that they were receptive and they understood like, okay, we understand where you're coming from. Do you have to like, 
you you have to surround yourself with people like that that are like okay we understand like this is an issue for you and we yeah. respect you and care about you enough to to you know honor that yeah mm-hmm. i uh if, if, if zane had never told me that he like gets really upset when i'm overly critical of music I would never, I, I would never know that. We literally had this conversation like last night. He shows yeah. me music all the time. Whenever he shows me music, my first, whenever I hear any music at all, because I'm painfully analytical about it, I'm just, I'm, I'm critiquing every little thing and like, that's not what you should do when a friend shows you some music. The song they like. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, look at this thing. And you're just like, yeah, the fucking piano sucks. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, well, I'm yeah. going to not be able to unhear that every time I listen to my favorite song. <laughs> and I kind of had to like look at myself in the mirror and be like, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I'm not out. I'm not in the business of ruining people's passions and shit like that. Yeah. Like that. I'm but, sure it was awkward for him to tell me that. But it, it was, was, but it was at the same time, it was you not realizing that like I had a boundary in my head that was unspoken mm-hmm. and that, you that's know, once want now that you know that, like if you do it again, then that's you disrespecting me. But like before it was, you not realizing that it, you were being disrespectful. Cause I honestly believe that like the group of people that I have now, if I say that this bothers me, they will stop doing it. Mm-hmm. We, we value your, your comfort. You yeah, know? Exactly. Not even just like you. Okay. Well, that, that's cool that you're existing with us, but like, we want you to be happy about yeah, it too. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm extreme, extremely fortunate to, to have the, the group of people that I have around me. Um, but it, it's, it definitely came through like a lot of abuse that like I would just endure because I was afraid of being alone, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a, a lot of the reason why we're afraid to set up boundaries is Cause it's like, well, what if they're mad at me? What if, what if I lose that friendship? You know, I would rather they treat me like this and I have them than not have them. And you know, and but, the fear of abandonment and being alone can really crip, cripple boundaries. Oh yeah. yeah. But I feel like you have to, one of the things that you have to do is get to a point where you love yourself enough mm-hmm. and you like, we were saying like you just have to love yourself enough and you have to get to that point where you respect yourself enough that if you don't care if you're alone again Mm -hmm. Uh, it's better to just be alone Mm. and you know i'll treat myself better than this person yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i'll treat myself better than this person will treat me yeah yeah, totally. And boundaries are tough if it's like someone in your family as well, too. Oh, oh, in, in yeah. relationship, I don't know yeah. if I'm this right, but like very close personal relationships like family or like dating or mm-hmm. you know, like uh, you, you, even coworkers can be really difficult. Mm-hmm. It's just like you, you have to be around them. You, there's an obligation. If to this, be yeah, them. if this conversation goes wrong, I still have to see you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I can't just not hang out with you anymore. Yeah. I live with my mom again and like we have, it's so dumb, but like I have like, you know, if I buy food, just don't eat the last of it. I'm all down to share. But if I come home from work and I'm stoked and there's no more hot dogs, I'm like, that was my dinner. And it's like, oh, whoops, I ate all of them. I'm like, I don't care if you eat, but like, save me one, or, you know, right. or te- like, text me and be like, hey, I ate all of it. I'd be like, cool. I'm home. I'd grab it or whatever. And That's we had beer. Just keep it stocked. I don't give a shit if you drink my beer. Just keep it stocked. And she likes to like open all the windows, air out the place, which is fine. But I get home and it's dark and it's freezing in my room. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's so cold in here. And she like opened the window when I was at work and like broke one of my plants. 
and I got annoyed and I was like, I asked her not to open my bedroom window. It gets really cold in there. And she's like, well, I need to hear out the house. You need to respect. That's what I do. And then I was just like, all right, well, that's two things I told you not to do. And you already did them. So why do I even have like rules? Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, well, this is how I am. And I was like, cool. So are we roommates or are you my mom and I'm your daughter? And I live under your roof and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And yeah. she had to be like, I'm sorry, that sucks. And I'm like, cool. Thanks. Cause we got in this argument where I was just like, I'm not going to live here if you're going to treat me like a kid and I just need to suck it up because you do whatever you want. Like, that's not cool. And it's nice. Like, it was definitely not fun. We were like arguing in the car when she picked me up from work. And then we like cooled off and we both apologized and realized like, okay, she's like, I have habits I need to break. I can't talk to you like that if you live here. And I was like, yeah, and I don't want to be mad at you, but like, bro, if I have two rules and you break them right away and tell me to get over it, it's like, I'm not going to feel comfortable. And she accused me of being like, well, now I feel like I'm on eggshells. I'm like, well, now I feel like I I don't even have any like. hate that. That is what so many people say when you start setting up boundaries is I don't yeah. want to walk on eggshells and it's just like I'm not asking you to walk on eggshells walking on eggshells would insinuate that you don't know what you could do to possibly and upset I, me yeah, I exactly. literally told you the two things and you did them not it's not eggshells yeah, two not eggs you threw on the ground that is that's two a whole eggs lot I'm of telling ground. you not to step on yes <laughs> that's a full ass egg that I said don't There's walk on ten that. more in the fridge bitch yes <laughs> yes no but yeah it's um <laughs> No, setting boundaries with parents is just such a difficult thing because it's like they raised you and then it's like Mm -hmm. they will always see you as a kid, even though you're a fully functioning adult. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you just have to like remind them like like you did, like, hey, I just told you these two things. And Mm -hmm. like you said, like, are we roommates or Mm -hmm. am I your child again? And I have to just live under your draconian rules. Yeah. 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 I think that like clicked with her because that's what I said when we moved in together. It's like I don't want to have. Rules. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Draconian rules. Draconian rules. But I was like, let's be roommates. Let's be adults that live together and like you know establish rules and boundaries and respect that. So that's like. Yeah. I think that's what clicked with her when I said that. Cause she was like, oh, I guess I am treating you like you're my kid that lives in my house. And I was like, yeah, yeah that sucks, dude. I'm I tried that with my dad when I was like 19 <laughs> and I was, I was still too young for him to even consider me. Like he like would like barge into my room and I was like, would you do this to your roommate? Like, would you barge into your roommate's room? And he was mm-hmm. like, well, no, but you're my son. So and I'm like, okay, well I'm paying the same amount of rent as you, bro. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to do that with your parents. And I feel like I was fortunate enough when I like, would uh, come back from college and like stay at my parents' place, they wouldn't just burst into my room anymore. They would kind of like knock or, you know, open the door, say, hey, you know, you mm-hmm. talk to you, whatever. But yeah, you do have to like set those firm boundaries sometimes. Like, just. Well, and even just kind of like checking in, you know, like with like, you know, like we were saying, like uh, friends, partners, family, and just being like, hey, like, this has been bothering me and I'm going to say something now and I need you to be receptive to it because if, if you reject this, it's going to make it, it's going to create further problems where it's like, I don't want to interact with you because I know that I'm going to have more problems and I, we can't even address the first one that I brought up. Yeah. Making it easy to to digest is really important because that, that confrontation feeling can scare people away a lot. And so you making it easy to digest like that is probably really important. Um, The reason I had those rules because I had roommates that would constantly like eat all my stuff. I brought like fancy beer from work and they would drink the whole thing, be drunk at 2am and I get home and it's empty and they're just like, oh, I didn't know it was yours. I'm like, do you work at Goose Island, bitch? Like, where do you think this growler came from? Suck my dick. I was just like, all right. Like that was a house. Eggshells. I would just go shower, sleep. I would stay out at comedy nights and like crash people's couches to not go home. I paid Mm -hmm. rent for a shower and a bed I didn't want to use. Like it sucked. (laughs) Like I, that just reminds me of 
you know, my days in college mm-hmm. and having to deal with roommates and college is really good, like for that, having yeah. to deal with other people and learning how to set boundaries yeah. and just deal with confrontation. I, um, I remember my freshman year, there was like an issue where like, of course you're new to living with people and stuff like that. So there's like that issue of who should do the dishes and is it just you guys take turns and stuff like that and I believe like we had to set boundaries of like just wash what you use yeah. and that's the way that I approached it when you're it. done using it don't just leave it in the sink yeah. for tomorrow or whatever yeah. yes and no yeah yeah it um oh wait are you signaling we got two minutes yeah oh you're all good you're all good that was just yeah no no yeah yeah we're just like, base Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's just getting, getting into that habit is just such a good thing to do. Just getting over, you know, the fear of confrontation. Like confrontation is not a bad thing. It's, it's a really healthy thing and you just have to, yeah, yeah, it can be. It's just like, you can't blow up and it can't get explosive. It's just two people having a conversation. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two, two words that I live by when it comes to confrontation or just like problem solving. And that's acknowledge and accept. And it's a, you just, you, you have to, whatever the other person's saying, even if it sounds fucking ridiculous, you have to acknowledge and accept it and be like, all right, well, where do we go from here with that information? And that both parties have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Hey, we had some fucking great conversations here. Um, it's probably one of my favorite episodes of smoke. It was blast. Nice. I think it went, I think it went super smooth. Hashtag deep. Hashtag deep. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the smoke break. Um, thank you so much, Scott, for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, um, Come back anytime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you can check out Scott. Where, what's your socials real quick? Oh, uh, for the comedy, um, on Instagram and TikTok, it is Avery Scott. The second, the second is with two eyes. If you want to check out my art on Instagram, it is daft haberdasher. Hell yeah. All right. You're going to have to figure out the spelling on that fuckers. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of fun. We are on shady pines radio every Sunday from nine to 10. And on Spotify now too. And, and on Spotify. Spotify. Check us out. Thank you guys so much.